Hey everyone, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. Today I have Chris Walker. Chris Walker is the owner of Arena Comics, and also he's a comic book collector and also a fan. Today we're going to talk about DC and comic books in general. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Hey everyone, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. My guest today is Chris Walker. Hi. He said hi guys. He's the owner of um, <laughs> Reno Comics and also he is a comic book enthusiast. Am I right, Chris? Very true, very true. Very true, very true, okay. So Chris, how long have you been collecting comics? Because well, you, know, you and I had this conversation right. a, long, a long time ago. Uh, man. I've been exposed to comics probably from the late 70s. Um, I remember picking up G.I. Joe in 82, 83. So I'd probably say from 82 up. Really? <clears throat> 82, 83? That one, G.I. Joe, was with Marvel at the time, yes. right? Yes, yep. Okay. It started. Okay. And who was the um, writer at the time? I, I met him before. I think he was at Joe Lanta. Larry Hammer. Larry Hammer. Yeah. yeah, Larry Hammer. That's right. Yep. So after um, getting to G.I. Joe, I guess that led into other um, kind of books like in Marvel and DC and so on and so on right yes yep well I've always been like I said I've always been exposed my dad had comics uh, cousins had comics so I was always exposed to them but uh, I think for me the action of G.I. Joe I don't know if everybody remembers but G.I. Joe always opened with a huge action scene right very first page um, and from there uh, the next Big book I probably read was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle book. That was by Kevin Eastman, right? Yeah, and Laird. Mm-hmm. So people don't know for the younger audience that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle was all in black and white. Yes, magazine size. First four issues were magazine size. Yeah, black and it was and it was very violent too. Oh yeah, because it was it originally was uh, an homage to Frank Miller, you know, the Dark Knight and the Daredevil stuff. Yeah, right. and Dark, yeah. So yeah. Well, that's cool, man. So the question today, and we have many more questions for you since it's your first time on my podcast. Right. I think last time I did my last podcast, I think you made some uh, comments yeah, on yeah. Facebook Live. I watched it. I watched it. <laughs> yeah. It good. Yeah. So the question is this: is um, I know you're reading DC Rebirth. Yes. You know, and so far I was reading that sales been great. Yeah. So far, so I'm. My question is for you: is why do you think the sales are so great so right now for Rebirth? Better than Marvel right now, because I think Marvel right now is behind them in certain books like Civil War. I think it was in the top, I believe, five and ten of the sales the yeah. past two months or so. So, the, what what make you think? What what you think is the reason why that DC Rebirth is doing so well? Uh, you know, I, I kind of feel like in the books they're, they're starting to get back to like basics. Um. I know in the couple of the detectives and the Batman, you know he. I don't know if you, I mean I know you read those. Yeah, I read some of them. He gets beat, you know, and it's kind of makes him feel like, as opposed to him feeling like a superhero. Right. Plus, I think also they're coming off of that last run of fifty-two books that were actually pretty good. You know, the Batman series did really well. That's what um, Snyder. Yeah, and uh, 
That was the Capula. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He did Spawn back in the day. Yep. So I think with that and, and, and moving forward, they had the momentum. But I think the biggest thing with Marvel, it just seems like they've kind of lost their way. When I when Originally, to me, Marvel overtook DC because Marvel was more people that I could relate to. Right. More like everyday human beings like me and you that <clears throat> happen to come across powers. I remember, you know, Peter Parker had girl issues, money issues, you know, doing right or wrong. Here's a guy that could do anything he wanted, but he was broke. Yeah. And he just kind of made you feel like, what would you do uh, if you had, you know, if you're broke and had it powers? Yeah, I understand what you're talking about because, you know, when I read Amazing Spider-Man, I mean, I kind of relate to Peter Parker. Right. You know, most of the characters in Marvel, you say, you can relate to. Right. And I understand what they were going with that when they in the first started out with and everything. But when I read DC at the time, DC is like Superman. I mean, Martian Manhunter, Aquaman. You know, you got these powerful beings. They're more legendary. And legendary, right. And, you know, they're legendary. You know, they like the myth, myth, mythology. Myth, mythology. Yeah, right. like the gods. And, and that's, how they were, that's how they were created. Um, so, you know, DC, I guess I was always a Marvel guy at first. You know, DC, I've always loved Batman. But, you know, if you look at DC's history, they have some of the best characters and villains. I mean, look at look at Batman's cast of villains. It can't be anybody close. <laughs> no, they... No. Superman doesn't really, you know... I didn't think Lex Luthor, but, I mean... That's it. Superman is Parasite, Lex Luthor, right, Toy Man. Man. Yeah. All but, that. But, you know, um, you know, DC is just... They're getting back to basics, period. You know, Batman needs to be a detective. It doesn't need to be... He's not a superhero. No, and that's the reason why I like Batman because amongst all amongst all the superheroes like Superman, Wonder Woman, Martian Manhunter, Aquaman, all these guys got power, but they're just a human being. They're just a man. But at the same time, he knows his limitations. Right. As amongst the the um, superheroes, but he's a detective. Right. And what I read in Detective Comics recently, man, I like the way that he's gathering people of the Bat family. Right. You know, it said something's going on. He's someone targeting people of the bat. Right. You know, and I, I find it kind of interesting, man, that they did that, like going that way. Because, like you said, Batman, I mean, DC has legacies. Right. You know, the, the DC, I think, to me, only, I mean, uh, company, you sidekicks more than anybody. Right, yeah, of course. You know. And, well, that's just because back in the 40s, you had sidekicks. It was right. popular. I mean, I guess starting with, uh, you know, Batman and Robin, and I mean, I remember even Superman had Crypto. Yeah, uh, Crypto the dog, so, I mean, right? Uh, I think it was always. Uh, I think comics historically from from the 30s and 40s. I think, uh, especially in those those times, it was about mentoring, right? Men mentoring uh, young men to become better men. So I think that's where kind of sidekick comes from, right? And I could be wrong, but that's just what it, kind of my interpretation of it. Yeah, because Batman had Robin, and you right. know, and yeah, that then you have Arrow had Speedy, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, Wonder Girl. Because once the um, sidekicks left them, they did their own thing with Teen Titans. Yep. yep. You know, but Marvel doesn't really have that. No. Um, yeah, I guess you know, Marvel really doesn't have. They have Falcon that. Falcon has the. <laughs> the little Falcon back in the, <laughs> the, the, the red game. wing, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, Cap had Buggy. Yeah, you know, then Cap had Buggy. Then he had Falcon. And once again, you're talking about Captain America starting in the forties. Forties, that's right. That's uh, right. 
But that's so, that's it. I mean, of my knowledge, of my comic book knowledge, I, I can't think of any Marvel superhero that really had a sidekick. You know, Wolverine always have like Jubilee. I don't consider her a sidekick at all. He, he had solo. Kitty Pryde. They'd you know, all be solo. Yeah, they're solo though. Um, but as far as mentoring another person, yeah, no, no. I mean, Marvel hasn't has not done that. I mean, I don't know a thing about it. But I mean, so far with Rebirth, like I said, I've really been enjoying. Um, some of the books. I think you read more of the books than I have. I only yeah. read like out of the Rebirth by five of the books. Yeah, I've read every. I've read all everything but the Green Lanterns and that new Superman, the new Superman one, the one now, that the uh, I guess the Chinese Superman. Yeah, yeah but uh, I didn't read that either. But I read the Green Lantern. I like how Jordan Green Lantern. Court. Okay. I mean, I don't know anything about the gauntlet he had. That, that kind of I haven't of, read it all. Yeah, because right now he made a um, power ring. Okay, so that's what I read, and I haven't read Suicide Squad. I read Harley Quinn, uh, the new Harley Quinn Rebirth, and on the popularity of Suicide Squad, I just picked it up. Yeah, you know she's such a popular character right now, man. I, I really enjoyed uh, Green Arrow, but I've always been a Green Arrow fan. Really? Uh, oh man, I've always loved Green Arrow. I mean. I was born in the seventies, man. Robin Hood, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, we <laughs> you know both born in the seventies, though. So, I mean, uh, I liked the Green Arrow uh, back when you know, even from leading comics when he first you know appeared, and uh, the sixties and seventies Teen Titans, where you know he you know I think he joined in issue four of the sixties Teen Titans. But, but did Green Lantern and Green Arrow had a book together? They did. They did, and it was actually really good. Oh, really? Neil Adams did them. And, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, they had a, a bunch of uh, hard hitting stories and. Uh, a lot that have been chronicled. Was Neil Adam the one that had Speedy doing dope? Yep, eighty four, I think it was. Eighty four. He's on the. Yeah, man. So I mean, there was a lot going on. Uh, and of course, I didn't read those as they came out. I was right. Too young, but going back, <clears throat> uh, you know, they actually they actually did a reprint of all those. And like, you remember the DC the the, the Mando paper ones they did, kind of that Baxter paper. Oh, oh okay. They, yeah, they like seven issue reprint had all of them in there. Uh, but yeah, so I've always been a Green Arrow fan, and then when Grell took him over, man, it was it was over for me. It was, you know, he's kind of a Bruce Wayne in a way. You know, he was well. Yeah, but isn't that something though? In um, in DC Comics, man, they had Bruce Wayne, Ollie. He they rich and everything. And I I come to realize in most of the comic books, man, you have so many rich guys like Iron Man. He's rich, you know what I mean? But it makes it more more makes it more possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Because my broke ass couldn't afford to build an Iron Man. So Hell no, I know how I, smart I am. I mean, really, I ain't gonna build anything like that. But I, I, like I said, I think part of comics is is escapism. Um, you know, I, I definitely think that. I remember in the McFarlane run of Spider Man, they got wealthy. Or MJ had got some kind of modeling, something big. Yeah, on. I remember he that. He was selling a book, and I don't think people relate as well to him. I think, uh, you know, you know, in this country, people like blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, so Rocky, all those types. They like of the underdog. Yeah, yeah, they like so, the underdog. Um, you know, it, it is harder. It is harder to. It is harder to uh, appreciate Bruce Wayne. I think that's why. It, well, my ego works so well. Well, yeah, my my thing is that with that is this though, I mean I understand Peter Parker with the, the bad luck he had over the years, but at the same time you do want this character to, I mean, achieve something. Yeah. In the you know, and right now they have him in uh, Parker Enterprise, 
his industries. I'm sorry, and the new Amazing Spider Man. And uh, I've been reading. I, I'm gonna read Spider Man. Like I got right. told you, that's one of my favorite characters, Spider Man. I like I like the Miles Morales book. Yeah, but Ben is writing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, and that's another thing though. I'm about to say is that I know Marvel is going in a different direction right now as DC does. With so many characters are changing, like Iron Man not going to be anymore. You won't. It's Riri uh, Williams. I agree, I agree with all that stuff. Yeah, but I I like to see Miles Morales and Peter Parker together yeah. as a mentor, as a pupil. You right. know, but they haven't touched on that yet. I, I just, I guess, I just didn't like. <clears throat> well, I guess what I don't like is taking the African American characters or, or the characters minority, yeah. and giving them the characters that you know. I just I believe in this day and age we can come up with characters that are just as good. Right. Marvel can come up with characters that are just as good that uh, can be a minority but just be their own character. Create a create a new character. Right. right. Yeah. I, you know I don't want the Falcon. Now that's one thing I always have kind of um, liked about DC is that they don't change the characters. You know what I mean? It's kind of the same situation. You know, Batman, Bruce Wayne's always been Bruce Wayne. Yeah, uh, you know, because they had that one, that one time when he disappeared, he supposed to have died during Final Crisis. Right, right. But at the same time, you had Nightwing, right, who took over. Who's still so, considered Batman. Bat- yeah, considered right. Batman. That's what I'm talking they about. They just take, you know... A different character out of somewhere Curtis else. Jackson off the street and say, now nah, you Batman. <laughs> You're and, right. And, you know, so I mean, that's my only thing. It's just, we got to get to a point where we're not making race and color so blatant. The answer right. isn't if we want to be politically correct, let's make Wolverine black. That's not the answer. I don't think that's what we're as as minority comic readers what we're saying. Right. I think what we really just want to see is just have a character. I mean, because I, you know, when you you think about Spider Man, you don't think about him being white or black. You just think of Spider Man. That's true. I only think know? of Spider Man. Right. So, um, you know, so I mean, just. You know, Marvel. Marvel just has to get back to their back to their roots. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's. I think everything they want to be social, socially conscious, right. political correctness, in this day and age, I get that. But don't like sacrifice the original characters, right. man. Right. I mean, I understand you want to change it up. You know, meet for the certain audience of people. Right. You know, because we both black guys. I mean, right. we minorities, so right. I mean. <laughs> so, but you, and, and it doesn't bother me. It doesn't, it doesn't bother, bother me, me at all. It's white, or it, it doesn't. Uh, you know, um, you know. So I mean, you know, like I mean, you talked about the other day, just even with the Black Panther movie. You know, it, it, I, I just don't. I don't see what you could do a whole movie on. He's a good supporting character. I mean, I, I'm not, and I'm not. I'm not trying to say anything bad. Like I, I like Black Panther a lot, but um, you know, I just. So much they're doing so well. We talked about people, you yeah. Know, we even jumped to where we were talking about people being upset about the Suicide Squad and people complaining that the killing joke, yeah. The good, yeah. I mean, people, all I, all I know is for the first time in our whole lives, we're seeing these things come alive on TV, and that what we wanted when we were exactly. kids, and now as you know, adults and they bitch right. about it and stuff like that. I understand. I, mean, that, I, like, but... the, I like the first Punisher movie, what, was Dolph Logan, tough, <laughs> but if you think about it. As a kid, I'm seeing the comic book come alive. Right. I mean, He-Man the movie. Right. I, oh, yeah. Oh, man, that was... Yeah, I'm not going to sit there and lie to you, man. I liked that as a kid, but I got older and oh, I looked yeah. at it. It's right. straight... this garbage, oh, it's, man. It's a, like a point you made when we were at Heroes last year. We were talking about old cartoons. As adults, yeah, they don't hold up. I love G.I. Joe. Yeah, I got when the show. Yeah, when you go back and watch them sometimes, you're just like, 
God, the mighty like. Yo, I actually sat there and watched the whole damn series, man. Yeah, one time. yeah that's what I'm doing. And right. I had to like really grip my teeth on a lot of things. Like it, as a kid, man, every afternoon after school, I go home. Do I, at least I try to do my homework. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to go. It was a block. It was GI Joe Transformers. Yep. And Jim was in there somewhere. Yeah, because it was the Hasbro. I, yeah, I Jim. Yeah, I mean, my sister and I watched Jim together. I didn't sit there and lie to you. But I'm not reading the comic books. I watched any, like I watched any co- uh, cartoon that came on TV. So, yeah, but they had that whole block right there, man. Yeah. But now going back, now as an adult, looking at this stuff, it's, it is rough, man. It is I mean, rough. The G.I. Joe, Joe, the movie, when you think about the, the content of it, was crazy. This this instant grace. <laughs> but, but you know what I took yeah. from the G.I. Joe movie? What's that? That was the best intro. It was. The best it intro was. of any cartoon ever. That song, where they had Cobra. the bass was beating, knock a picture off the wall. I was all in with that. Cobra. Right. But, yeah. you know, it was just kind of like, you know, you get older and, like you said, you know. Um, Speaking of Hasbro and G.I. Joe and Transformers, don't you know, this September, they're doing the 30th anniversary of the Blue animation Blue. movie, yeah, Blu-ray. Yeah, man. Transformers movie. Yeah, I'm definitely picking that Best up. Best movie ever, man. Best yeah. animated movie ever. I ain't going to sit there and lie, cry, man. Well, well Optimus Prime oh, yeah, died, yeah, well, man. Of course, yeah. So I yeah. think anybody who watched that series as a kid and watched that movie cannot sit there and tell me, as a, a boy, didn't cry when Optimus well, Prime died, I mean, man. The animation on that movie. Animation. The soundtrack was mm. unbelievable. It rivals heavy metal. That's mm-hmm. my, you know, back in the eighties. Yeah, I remember, I remember heavy metal. Uh, just with sound, with sound, with soundtrack matching the, the actual movie. Right, right. Um, you got the touch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. And, you know, every time I think about that, I hear that now. I think about um, Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. <laughs> oh man! Oh that man! Was, oh good lord! But yeah, man. You know, it, it's it's we're at a great time. I think if people are so critical. Um, you know, I'm going to go watch. You know, I picked up. I mean, even the people laugh at me all the time. The, the first Fantastic Four movies. I liked them. The Tim Story director? Yeah, not because they were good. You know, there was just some great movie. It was just, it was the Fantastic Four. And they didn't look stupid in the costumes. And they didn't look, you know. So, I mean, but then when we do get something that's good, like, I don't ever understand. The first live action Tick series that was on TV. I, I enjoyed that. That was unbelievable. They only were eight it was short. He looked great in a costume. Once again, it was on Fox um, yeah. Network, man. That's Fox. I mean, everything fails on Fox's first Family Guy. Yeah, did, yeah. And, you know, uh, American Dad did, and they came back. But yeah, I remember. I, I still watch that. I have that DVD right now on my top. I watch that all the time. Yeah, I mean, I watched the tick too, man. I found that that actor, I can't think of his name. Um, Peter. Uh, no, Patrick. Patrick Walmer or something like that? Yeah, I like him, man. Yeah, I like him. He has that dry wig. No, yeah. Well, he is so funny in the Venture Brothers. You ever seen the Venture I, Brothers? Yeah, yeah, that's actually pretty good. He reminds me of that. Uh, I think she died. The the, the, the comedian lady that was in. Uh, what's the. Oh, man. I, I can't think of the name of the movie. But she was in. Uh, she has that very dry sense of humor. You remember the movie with uh, Stifler? Another guy, and they they're, they're selling the the the, the power aid or power energy drinks. No, dodgeball. No, no, it's not dodgeball. It's one of those type movies, though. <laughs> and she's just like, you know, I was in prison. I was in prison. <laughs> you know, I mean, she just has that some drive. I can't think of her name, but yeah, he reminds me of. But that was a great show, man. If you haven't if you haven't seen that, go pick up the Tick live action. You could probably get it on Amazon for a couple of bucks. Oh yeah, yeah, you can. You, you know, can. it's not over the top. It matches the Tick perfectly. It's just a good book. I actually bought the tick number one off the shelf 
because I couldn't afford the third printing of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one was at the comic book store. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the guy was like, you should get the tick. And I was like, the tick? Oh, good Lord. I, t- I bought it, though. Yeah, you know, when it was on Fox, it was very funny, man. I mean, yeah. it had a dry humor. That's how it is in the comic. It was a dry humor, man. I really enjoyed it. So, you reading DC, all the DC stuff. So, are you reading anything in Marvel right now? No. Nothing. I pick up Amazing Spider-Man, but I haven't read it. Um, I just, I, I don't know what to say about Marvel. I, don't, I haven't read any of the new stuff to make a real good comment. I, haven't, I know Civil War does well. Uh, no, don't get me started with Civil War, man. Okay, I, you know, I don't. I mean, I had did a podcast not too long ago about Civil War with another friend, and I just didn't like the way things was turning out. Right, it just seems more gimmicky right now. I think they both, both, uh, both companies take their terms doing the gimmick thing. Like I was kind of disappointed that that DC rebooted again, uh, and it's kind of just like you know. When did we just get back to comics? Just just be about the comics. Yeah, I'm, I totally agree, man. And um, let's get back to the comics. Like I read some of the independent stuff too. I like a lot. Now I like the independent stuff, you know, like from Image, even some um, Action Lab comics, some of their stuff. Yeah, you and, know, it's funny, man. I remember being at shows with them, and uh, you know, I remember when they were just setting up, and then you know, next thing I know. You know, they blew they blew right past me. Like, you know, I'd started Arena Comics and they were still kinda of just setting up, you know, with artists and uh, you know, they've done a fantastic job of getting stuff out. Uh is Jamal still I, I don't know. I don't know. And Jamal is still with them and um so, you know, they've done a really great job of uh getting books out and being on time, having great books, uh, you know. So, you know, for a while, I haven't really bought a whole lot of comics. I'm just now get, kind of getting back into it. Like you say, you know how it is when you collect for a while. You go in and out, in and out of collecting. Uh, but, you know, um, i trying to think. I'm, I'm Independent-wise, I'm reading that book, Norman. Um, what else am I looking at? No, I'm, I got to say something real quick. Okay. You know, I'm, I got a friend who's in Kuwait. And I told him my last podcast, I gave him a shout out. Okay. You know, this is to my uh, homeboy, my best friend I know for 16 years. This is for Joshua Kingsland, man. You're doing a great job for this country, man. I appreciate it. This is a shout out. I hope you listen to this podcast. There I go. Keep going. Go ahead, Chris. Thank thank you for what you do, man. Uh, Yeah, I'm picking up Norman. Uh, I keep hearing the Walking Dead comic keeps rolling along. Man, let me tell you about the Walking Dead, man. I I start reading Walking Dead at issue 100 when they killed off Glenn. Spoiler alert for you guys who watch the TV show. Glenn is not going to get his head beat in. But I thought he was getting his head beat in in the TV show. But after they killed Glenn in issue 100, I started reading it. But then someone, oh man, Walking Dead gotten better. So what I had to do is I had to go get a hardcover, right? right. I was not going to get single issues anymore. Is Is it good though? Uh, what I read so far wasn't too bad. Invincible's still good. Is it? Yes. And that's the, you know, it's funny. Every time I read it, like I read one of my buddy's copies, I love it, but I never pick it up. Really? <laughs> Ever. Man. I guess because it's so far along. Um, I picked up Hillbilly. Hillbilly. That actual book called Hillbilly. Yeah. Yep. It's actually pretty good. Um, what else is out there? I know Saga is still good. 
I've been reading yeah. Revival. I told you about that, right? Yeah, I, somebody recommended that to me a long time ago. I know Birthright is still really good. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, for the people who are listening, Chris and I, like you said, we we love to read comics. And, I, and it is good to read the independent stuff. Oh, Cause to get away from the superhero stuff yeah. and everything, you know, read something. They got anything you want from supernatural to anything oh, of yeah. crime. Um, um, nor, nor, I'm saying nor, nor, yeah. yeah. So I mean, you got a choice of everything. But I, I come kind of realization, man, that it's not about the two big, big guns. Oh no, no, no! Things have changed a lot. I mean, yeah. I mean, they just have. I think they just have the the character catalog and the history. Um, but as far as, I mean, image, uh, I know another good, you know, cause what happens is, I mean, you, people get collecting caught up. Dark Horse has some of the best books on the market, but they're just not ever, they don't ever go up in value. Right. So people, I think, shy away from them. And I think that sometimes we get misconstrued about why you, you get comics to read. I think the bonus of them going up in price is, is, is just a bonus. Right. Um, well, I know I know Dark Horse hated when they got um, the Star Wars licensing oh, got yeah. to back to got to Marvel because uh, of Disney purchased yeah, Marvel. Yeah, I know they ain't like that, that was, one. Uh, bit. That's kind of what helped put Dark Horse on the map. Yeah, the Star Wars. Um, oh man, that's a huge. I mean, think about that. That's a huge. And Hellboy, right? Hellboy came out of it. I'm, I'm telling you, Star Wars by itself is a is a is a monster, man. There's no stopping that machine. It is not. You're right. You know what's so funny? Going to Star Wars. Since we said Star Wars. I know when the movie came on Force Awakens, people was kind of up in they in panties and stuff, right. talking about, oh, you're not using the the novels and everything, canon. And I said, okay, guys. I mean, I'm thinking, all right, cool. I'm I read comics, and they're not using some of the stuff in the uh, source material, some of the comic book movies. They right. mashing them up, right? You know, for instance, um, Guardian of the Galaxy. Yeah. You know. Um, Star Lord Dad is Jason in the comic book, but James Gunn said he was not going to use that character. He's going to use another character to play his father. Right. And come to find out, I mean, I was reading it, it's going to be Ego, the living planet. Right. You know, I'm like, That's oh, it's kind of crazy. But right. hope, hopefully, it's a twist to it. Right. You know, they, you know, they switch up a lot, man. You know, I, I, it's hard to keep up. You know, I, I Lord. Uh, <laughs> For Star Wars, I was just happy to get another Star Wars movie. Yeah, I, I, I feel you. Uh, even though it just was like the first Star Wars. Yeah, but you got to get it. Got to get JJ Abrams credit on this though. You know, we came from the generation. It came out in '77, the first right. one, and we were the generation that watched the first one. Right. And now the people, the, the kids are younger. The young generation of now watching right. now, like it doesn't resonate. That's a good rehash. It's a rehash. A good rehash. I understand now why he, he did it that way. But I mean. I mean, I guess it is what it is. I mean, we're not directing it. But that speaking. Rogue One looks good. Hell yeah. Good Lord. Yeah, I mean, that's that's good at going beyond the Jedi stuff and just oh, going yeah. straight. You knew that was coming. You knew it was coming. So, yeah, man. So, so it's, good, it's a good time. It's a good time to be in comics. I wish Marvel would get their act together. But there's a lot of people that, that, that like Marvel. They like what they're doing right now. You know, I... That's the great thing about this hobby, you know, it's just whatever you like. Right. I do a lot of independent, but I've always been an independent guy. Yeah, I know you I was told in the me. Eighties, you know, I read everything from Boris the Bear. See, I didn't know that. I got into I mean, like I said, when I got into comics, it was like in a I probably was like ten. Okay. Or ten or eleven. Ten, ten, nine, ten, eleven, something like that. Because right. where I'm from, you know, I had to order it 
from the yeah, book. Right, Remember right, how right. back in the day, right. you get it from the grocery store, from right. the rack, you got a rack like this right. in your house. Right. So you look in it, it's like East Coast comics, my high comics. Yeah. I had yep. to order, that's the way I got my comics. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I, had, I, I had wasn't, store. yeah, I you had, you worked in the store. See, yeah. there you go. You used to work in the store. I mean, you know, I, I loved, uh, God, Neil Vokes had a book called The Eagle from Crystal Comics and, Airboy and First Comics was huge. I read Nexus, The Badger, X Thieves was uh, comics interview. David Kraz he had a, a, a publication uh, called uh, you know uh, I guess it was Comics Interview Comics. Fish Police was huge. I think Steve Monacuse had done that. Usagi Ojimbo was still uh-huh. he's just getting his due, but he's been putting about books. I was with Fanographics, Critters. Critters, oh, you crit, not just, Critters the movie. No, oh, Critters was a a anthology that was put out from Fantagraphics back in the eighties. Oh, that's, uh, you know, uh, Usagi first appeared in Albedo, I guess it's called um, Comics Number Two, and he was in Two, Three, and Four. And then uh, he got his own book, and he did some stuff in uh, in Critters, which was just a, it ran fifty issues. Okay, and um, I mean, all that last generation was a great book. It's only lasted four issues. So, you, what you telling me is this: that I mean, beside the two companies, there are other comic book oh, companies ton, out there. Ton. But everybody just recognized Marvel and DC. Oh, back then, back especially. then, especially. Um, yeah, I think when um, the Turtles blew up, right? You had a lot of companies bringing out stuff like Radioactive Hamsters. I can't remember the name of that. I mean, everybody had a, a ninja. Animal book, <laughs> a book, yeah. But uh, there was a lot of good. I mean, a lot of a lot of notable. I mean, a book called Film Force. Mm-hmm. I think it's still running. It was that, that went into the almost the two hundreds. Um, Solson Publications had a book called Reagan's Raiders. Right, it was actually Ronald Reagan, and it was him as a superhero. It ran like three issues. Now, for my listeners, I mean, y'all hope, I mean, y'all guys listening is all these books. This man is telling you, y'all need to go check them out. If you yeah, can't find they, them, they are great you can books, find them. man. Um, I mean, now they would be kind of silly, but they're black and white. And what black and white art showed me was, how, like, everybody's buying these artist editions. Right. That's what eighties the 80s boom was about. That black and white. Right. Now, Comico had color. Mm-hmm. I, I ran, I, I got big in Comico because they had Robotech. Oh, I love Robotech, yeah, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Leak. Leak and Robotech was one of the... Like, um, Television show that we our last podcast I did about anime. Yeah, one anime that came from Cambridge. Yeah, yeah. Remember Jetfire? That's right. Jet Just fire from Transformers. That yeah, toy was he was a Veritech. Mike, um, uh, Mike, Mike Cross, Mike Cross, Mike Cross. He was a Veritech fighter, and on some of the toys, he actually had the USN logo, the United United Space Nations logo. You know, the, the Mike Cross. On the actual wing of that, because they that changed toy. the name from I think from Sky Skyfire to Jetfire in the Good in the man. car in the cartoon. See, I didn't watch the I didn't watch the cartoon. Yeah. I, I didn't I, I didn't wasn't a big Transformers fan. Really? The I, I liked the, some of the characters, right? But I guess what I couldn't get my mind around was they back then I was so young. All the voices of the Transformers were the voices of the Joes. Right, because they were in the same company. Exactly. Yeah. At, at being my age, I was like, oh, that's a, that's a stupid. That's that's. That's funny. that's Corporate Commander, yeah, yeah, Starscream. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, so, Except uh, for Peter Cullen, he didn't yeah, do anything did, much no, in GI Joe. All, but all that, Transformers. That's also why Optimus Prime was such an iconic character, right? His own, you know. Um, so you know, yeah. There's, I mean, there's a ton of them out there that people have forgotten about. Um, you know, Nexus was. I mean, you talking to Steve Root. I mean, 
There's so many of them. I mean, uh, but if you haven't picked a Comico, Comico was was like the image of their day. Right. Then they had uh, Johnny Quest, Matt Cross. They had Grendel. Matt Wagner's Grendel started Okay. There. Then they had Elementals, Bill Willingham, who went on to do Fables. Well, how did Johnny Quest get in there? Because he's Hanna-Barbera. Well, they had the license. They had the license, had the license, license for it. to do it. Oh. Uh, back then, I think they were doing licenses before it was like... Dynamite doing licenses. Right. Like they do. So, I mean, um, I mean, then you had stuff like uh, Megaton. They had, of course, you know, all the image guys started there. Right. You know, Savage Dragon. Eric Lawson. Uh, yeah, all that stuff started. They had us. They ran about eight issues. Youngblood started there. Right. And that was years before image even happened. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, look them up. It's uh, Megaton, M-E-G-A-T-O-N. Okay. And you got to be careful because there's a Megaton Man by Don Simpson, which is another good book. Right. But this is all 80s books. I mean, Dark Horse Presents. From from Dark Horse it was a black and white. That's where uh, Sin City started. Oh, okay. Aliens, the Aliens versus Aliens versus Predator was in that. Right. Black Cross was kind of like a kind. I mean, it, 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 you know, you could you could have a whole podcast on the eighties, the eighties black and white boom. Really? I mean, it was just it was just a great time, and every time you went to the store, there was a new independent book, kind of like what the big two are doing now. Right. So at that time, the big two were sticking to a lot of stories because, you know, the comic code was just so prevalent. And you had these independents that could do what they wanted to do. Right. Um, but, yeah, man, Fish Police was huge. I remember these books would come out and instantly go up to 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks. You know, and then the next, after that died down, the next big, of course, independent wave was Valiant. Valiant. 92. And uh, I remember I got all those issues, and, and Dick Schwartz, I worked at the comic company. Uh, it was Art Moves then. He let me sell all my Valiants on consignment, and I sold out like because I had you know I had like Harbinger One right. with the coupon. So these books, so, I mean, I think I must made like six hundred dollars that day. So Valiant is the one with now is Blood Bloodshot, Bloodshot is always there, Blood, but, okay. he, but the, the pre Unity Valiants are the ones that were great. Right. But I just remember. Falling in love. Man of War. Magnus. Exo Man of War. Exo Man of War, yeah. yeah. That was pre, they had pre-Unity. The first four was Solar. You know, they got that license from Gold Key, along when they got Magnus. Robot Hunter. uh, Robot Fire, excuse me. And I remember that first issue, they showed this, like, underwater base that Magnus was in, and I just thought that was the greatest thing. Since you named that Valiant um, Comics, man... So they've been out so long ago. Why didn't any of their properties ever hit like the media, uh, TV, or movies and stuff like that? You know, I don't know. I never could figure out. I, I think Bloodshot is going to get a movie. Okay. I think um, I don't know if necessarily Solar would make a great movie hmm. or Magnus Robot Fighter. It just kind of be like. Well, it can make a great movie. You know what movie could be on? A Netflix movie or straight to a B? Oh, yeah, it might still do that. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what they're doing. But then you also got to understand it could be some stuff with licenses with Gold Key. I, I don't know. Because remember, they didn't get all of them back. Right. Because I don't think the new Valiant Company got got uh, Magnus, did they? I don't think. I don't, I don't but know. But I'll tell you, one of the best books I ever read was Quantum and Woody. I think Christopher Priest did that, if I'm not. Not for me. But yeah, Carnum and Woody, when Acclaimed Comics bought Valiant, they kept bringing out. You know, they brought Shadow Man out. And, you know, so those are also great books, too. So um, you telling me now after, I know it was the big thing was when Marvel when Marvel signed all these guys like McFarlane and 
Um, what's the guy? Fabian. Um, uh, Ness, I can't remember last name. Uh, Rob Lightfield, all these yeah. guys. They were the new new kids on the block, and they wanted to branch away from Marvel. And here we have Image Comics. Right. Now, Image been out for a long time now, man. It's since yeah, 93. Yeah, it's been out for a while. And what you're telling me, that Independence been out since the 80s. Yeah. But, the, but when, once Marvel, not Marvel, when, since Image came out, was Spawn, Young Blood, um, Savage Dragon. Yeah, Savage Dragon was before Four. Image. Yeah. Uh, Angel Medina had a book. You oh, that? Angel was, Medina, yeah, okay. And, uh, the, 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 the Max. Oh, the Max. He was in a Comico sampler. Or, no, no, sorry. He was in a Comico Presents. Before he got, he took it to Image. Right. Because these were all their own creator owned ideas. And that was a great idea once they did that. Right. And I mean, once you get your creator owned stuff, and I think the next question for me, for you, I'm about to ask you this, is that I know you got Arena Comics. Yep. You know, you own it. You you helped create it, I guess you say, helped create it. Right. Uh, ben Fisher. Ben Fisher. Kevin Stokes were also part of it. We, 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 the three of us ground built it ground up. Right, we you. haven't really had a chance to do anything much with it because you know Ben, of course, Grumpy Cat, Grumpy Cat, and now he has another book out with Dynamite. Oh, really? Uh, yes, he's been doing. Um, and uh, matter of fact, I can look up what that is. Um, Kevin Stokes has been doing a lot of work. He has a, a new studio, uh, Super Powered Studios. He's up in um, Huntsville area, Alabama. So if yeah, if you're making it up that way, uh, he he has. You know, Kevin is a phenomenal talent. But the one thing about Arena, what we tried to always preach, was we weren't ever trying to hold anybody back. Right. So, um, you know, the bottom line is, you know, if these guys got things, we, we were trying to use it as a stepping board, um, a stepping board to to get work. Because that was a whole idea. Right. We started off as just having fun, you know, having fun, you know, doing comic books. You know, going to shows really was what we what we really liked. <laughs> yeah, because that's my first time meeting you at the Heroes Con. Yep, yeah, yeah, the first time, and uh, <laughs> and I think the next time I saw you was at Mar Bagley's um, party. That's right, it was at yep, the party. Yep. That's right. And uh, Dexter Vine was there. Mark Brooks yep. was there. Um, the guy with Flame, Flaming Carrot. Who's the guy who? Um, Bob, uh, Bob Burton. Yeah, Bob, Bob yeah. Burton. He was Flaming Carrot was eighties. He was big. Yeah, I mean, he got he got. I mean, he got. I mean, a lot of people realize Bob Burton wrote the Mystery Men, never which made a movie print. out of. Right, never got. The, I mean, he was big. Bob was huge. He's here in Atlanta. He's here yeah, in I know, Atlanta. I know. He was big, and they and they 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 totally got over on him. Um, but uh, yeah, but Ben Ben Fisher's great. He's the book he's doing right now for Dynamite is called The Great Divide. The Great Divide. Yep. Um, and it's kind of like a story about how. Uh, Humanity awakens in the near future to the uh, this reality that the faintest touch of another person's skin results in death. Damn, that sucks. So uh, <laughs> the survivors have to isolate themselves, and you know. So I mean, but you know, Ben um, had told him about that story a while back, right? You know, so and, and, so what we do, which is different, is at Arena we could have tried to wait. Find an artist, you know, because that's the big deal. The big problem with being independent is cost, right? You know, you know, if you pay if you pay an artist what they're worth page rate, you know, you're not going to make enough money on these books to, to, to break even, right? With printing, but um, so you know, he 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 took that to dynamite and is doing well. I mean, Ben Ben has had success before, 
right. with smuggling spirits, hex and hammers. You know, so a lot of my guys weren't brand new. You know, Kevin is, has worked for all the companies before and uh, was a member of Studio Revolver. For I remember while. Studio yep. Revolver. Uh-huh. That was with Jason Pearson. Dexter. Dexter Vines. Um, Tom Feaster. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of the, I mean, a lot of guys were over there. You know, Shay was over there. Um, um, you know, I mean, you know, you know, all it was, it was, it was a pretty big studio. There, one, you know, one of the biggest studios probably in the country, next to Gaijin. You yeah. know, because I think they were. I think all those guys were before people actually teaming up and doing studios. Right, right. You know, Wildstorm and all that stuff came afterwards. Mm. You know, so, uh, but you know. Uh, Atlanta's a hotbed for talent, talent, and you know uh, things of that nature. So we started Headhunter Studios. It's kind of like the like the, the the baby brother to Revolver, who I you know was kind of like you know you know so um, you know I had a lot of people, but we were more scattered, right? Um, because you know I originally got into this as a way to try to find a way to get on the other side of the table and and, and take my my, my passion because I originally wanted to do a comic book store. And um, I want to do one too. Yeah, Stelfries told me I should do Brian Stelfries. Yeah, publishing. And uh, I like you. I like Brian. Yeah, Brian's an unbelievable guy. But you know, it, it, it's something I should have listened to. Uh, Tom Feaster and Dexter Vines told me you you just you pay for what you get. I just should have went out and got. Ponied up money to get professionals to do it, and got my foot in the ground, and then did it. When you're working with people, and it's kind of a homeboy hookup, and we trying to just work it, it never. And then it pans out because well, people's time, right? You know, at the end of the day, uh, Kevin Stokes has some unbelievable pages for Tiger Style, which is one of the books we 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 we, we, we actually put out one issue one. Yeah, I looked at Tiger right. Style. I never got the chance to look at it, Chris. I didn't read it, right? But yeah, you know, you told, I told you I want to look at it. But the issue is with that is like. How do you tell Kevin Stokes not to live? How do I say don't pay your bills? Right. Because we're trying to get this book out. And, um, you know, he, he had a lot of great ideas. And uh, and then, you know, I work a day job. IT is stressful. So, you know, for us, it was just really a, just just a hobby, something yeah. we love to do. Yeah, but you know what the crazy part about it, Chris, man? It's a hobby. And sometimes I've seen people. I have a friend who did a um, book, Fight Like a Girl. Okay. You know, he, he got it for Action Lab Comics, and he's right now pitching out ideas and scripts to other companies. And, I mean, I, I see the passion for it. He really want it. He really want it, man. But he got a day job like you do. Right. And I think he's a computer, uh, graphic designer. Okay. Uh, he's in computers right. and everything. And at his spare time, he's busy writing script, writing scripts and stuff like that. Well, you know, the, the people I feel are definitely, if you can draw, yeah, you know that it's, it's easier to you know. I mean, McFarlane proved that to us with Spider Man. It wasn't the the, the most well written comic, no, but, but you know, it was, I love McFarlane, so he could he could literally he could literally have a comic book just full of baby talk, like literally baby talk, no dialogue, and I would love it. You know, because I love his art. But you know, when you're just a writer, you're you're stuck. Yeah, and the problem you have is that that's what Arena stood for. I want to be, we, we all want to be able to put our books on the shelf with any Marvel, DC, or Image book and, and be able to hold our own. Right. We didn't want a situation where, like a lot of these shows I go to, you can tell that these books are homemade. Yeah, I've seen them plenty you know, of It's them. not that I'm knocking it because I respect anybody's hustle. 
Yeah. But it was just a situation where we were like, you know what, if we're going to do this. Do it big. Right. I mean, we had the Jones soda bottles. And you got to know how to market yourself. Yeah, that's true. You know, so, But, you know, you know, we talked to a lot of different, a lot of different people, man. And uh, there's, a, you know, there's a lot, so many artists that, you know, just go fly on the radar that are unbelievable. You know, that, that you know, I wanted to work with. Mishindu was one. You know, I think he's about a North. He's, a, he's an African American artist, but he's, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, I don't know if you ever seen any of his work. I haven't seen it. Yeah, man, Mashindu. He's he he's he is. Uh, he'll blow you away. You know, um, you know, we did some stuff with Tom Luth, who does coloring. He's right. phenomenal. Like, how he doesn't get more work. And he does all the uh, Usagi of Jumbo covers. The Rabbit. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Dark Horse, right? Yeah, yeah I was. Yeah. Originally yeah, was, yeah. you know, Fanny Graves. Stan Sakai is just unbelievable, man. But, but you, like you said once again, man, I've been in Atlanta for 15 years. And I have met a, um, a lot of people in this industry, man. And I met people who's not huge and some people who just trying to start out. And right. you have talent out there. And I've seen some talent that's pretty good, you know, because they actually work on so many comics. Right. And, and like for instance, I'm gonna give you a prime example. I was reading Spider Women. It was a crossover for Spider Gwen, Silk, and Spider Woman. Right. The first issue was Spider Women Alpha. Okay. And God, the the, the art was not that good, man. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, this this person got this gig, right. and I know other people who got does better work than that. Well, you also got. Also Nothing, I mean, he's on his hustle. Oh, and I, he's on his hustle. I granted that. But, but I mean, he was. I mean, it could be the other artists aren't hustling. Yeah. Or they aren't. Like, like a lot of these guys, they've used Facebook and social media. Like, I've seen guys that do a sketch a day. Right. And as as they get fans seeing that, uh-huh. it makes the, the, the companies want to do work with you. Yeah. But like, Domo. Right. Yeah, Domo, yeah. Yeah, I remember when he was just starting out, man. And, I mean, that dude worked harder than anybody I've, I've seen. Uh, you know, I mean, and for, he, for you guys, um, Dominique Stanton, Domo, yeah, yeah I, I like his work, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I remember when he was when I first met him, he wasn't hadn't even broke in. He just when you have that work ethic, you know, and that's the thing I've noticed that it, it's not even just with comics in life. Just because you're talented doesn't mean that that, that, that I mean it, you're going to be successful. Like when I look at Dexter, who I mean. Inker extraordinaire. I, I met. I knew Dexter back when I worked at the comic store. Dexter would come to the store. Dexter worked at the mall just so he could be closer to the comic book store. We had a. Uh, we brought Milestone when Milestone first came in. I remember, but Dwayne McDuffie. Yeah, we brought them to the to the comic company. I mean, Dexter was there all day, and that man has worked. I mean, Dexter literally. If he's on a book, you could have tickets to. <laughs> the butt naked Olympics. And Dexter ain't going nowhere. Like you know, and when you st- when you see that type, you 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 see. It, I mean, but he happens to be extremely talented. You know, but that's what I'm saying. But at the same time, with that talent together, how hard work. Hard work you know, that's for you for athletes, man. You could be one of the talented athlete in the world. Right. If you don't teach that athlete fundamentals of the right. game, and this doesn't have a work ethic, work ethic, yeah. and, and you know he's not going to do anything, right. You know, I want a prime example, man. You have the damn Fantastic Four. I mean, not Fantastic Four, the Fabulous Five, right? The Michigan, you know, Michigan um, Wolverines. Man, it was the top top class, right? You know, but they didn't win it. They had all the talent in the world, but I mean, at the same time, man. I mean, some. I don't know, man. It's like everyday life, man. You got to have some work ethic behind what you do. You know, hard work, hard work, talent, any day of the week. 
Hey, like you say, man, that's that, like you're on a basketball court, man. You had all the talent in the world, but you got this person out there hustling, diving for balls, doing this, and you, you getting results. You, right. You see the difference. Look, look the at difference. Bagley. That's, your, that's one of your closest friends, friends. yeah. I mean, but look at Brooks. Yeah. Brooks oh, yeah. Brooks goes to shows, and, you know, he, he comes down and he'll grab something to drink, but, man, you don't see him. No, you don't. Because for him, that's work. That's how, you know, I feed my family. Right. A lot of these young guys, the problem I have is they go to these shows, and it's, I want to hang out, and I want to do this, and, you know, you basically, for those of us that don't draw, and understand everybody has an aspect of their job that's hard. Yeah, that's right. You know, I like, I love Slash. I'm sure going from city to city, doing shit is hard work. But he, you'll also hear him say, I get paid to play the guitar every day. I go to a job. No matter what I do in my life, I'm punching a clock. Right. No matter how much I get paid. These guys go to shows and, and, and literally can get paid for drawing. You can work whatever schedule you want as long as it gets done. And that's that's the crazy part about it when I look at it like that. I'm a fan. And I see these guys are doing something which if I even had the talent right. to do, I, I would be right there with yeah. them. And the thing is, you have dudes, I mean, guys who have been working right. for 30 plus years. I mean, I'm going to tell you this. I know Mark, man, he's one of the professionals in this um, oh, yeah. business, man. Yeah. And I've seen him work, you know, and he meets deadlines. He he does. He's very professional, man. And when I'm ever talking to him, you know what he's doing? Working. Wow. Working. It's not, you know, no, life happens, but things happen in your life you got to take care of. Right. But at the end of the day, he's doing his job and he's getting it done. Yeah, got a family. He got a family yeah. fee. He got bills to pay. Right. So I understand what you're saying, man. So Arena Comics... I know you haven't done anything with it for a while, right? Right. It's not dead, but you know, we're just taking <laughs> I mean, I got some guys on some projects. I want them to get finished up, which will help us when right. we come back. Um, I've toyed with, 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 with marketing the, the books we do have to other, other a couple of companies that have been interested. Uh, but, you know, right now it's just no rush to push or do anything. Well, I read one of your books, man. I, what was it called? Vision? Not Vision. Um, it was about I can't think of the name. Um, Hidden aliens, Hidden Worlds. Yeah, Hidden Kevin Worlds. Stokes. Yo, man, that's some great work, dude. Kevin Stokes is probably, and it was in black and white, so it would make it even better. Right, was... right, yeah. Well, I mean, Kevin's line work is exquisite. I don't know if you've ever. I mean, uh, he did Spitzville for you. Yep, and, and he, you know, he in Tiger Style. In Tiger Style, and, yep. uh, his, you know, his his black and whites, you know, is. I mean, it, it, it is literally ignorant how, how good a penciler he is. You know, it just make, it also just kind of makes you wonder why hasn't somebody jumped on him quicker? You know, but um, you know, he, he he's a he, he's great. His, his black and white is good. I think he just used red as a highlight point. But Kevin is a he 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 conspiracy theorist. You know, he knows a lot of that type of stuff. So, right. Um, you know. Just uh, in life, timing is a lot, man. You know, you know. I mean, yeah, timing, timing is. and how stuff happens is is, is 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 key. Yeah, that's true. It is key, and, and like I said, and I I really enjoyed your Splitsville. I read it, and you know, I had it on my shelf, and I think I was reading like, damn, why have not I read this? Because right. me, I have so many books I, I I try to catch up with, man. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and not, not nothing against Chris, nothing against you, man. But I mean, your book was not one of the other books on my list. Right, right. You right, know what I'm right. saying? So I well, mean, that's, that's how. It, see, and, and what you just said is 
And that's both, the key to the key to us taking comics. Comics needs to have a, a resurgence. We need new, fresh readers. Right. But the problem is, in this country, we are subject to what we know. Right. Alpine, when I grew up, Alpine was the radio to have. I don't know if you know Alpine. Oh, yeah, I remember Alpine. But it wasn't the best radio. It wasn't, no. But because it had the name, Jordan isn't the best tennis shoe. No, it's man, not Jordan's not good. No, when Jordan, you're playing basketball, you know, right. they're not the best shoes in basketball. That's right. So, they're good, they only for show. Right. So we stick with what we know. Uh, if Image wasn't Image, I wonder how many of those books would be bought off the shelf. That's true. So, like, with companies like Dynamite that are, that are good stuff, boom, you got to try these companies. you got to try and pick up. I, I challenge people to pick up one independent book a month. Take one $3 and pick up a book that's not from one Dynamite or, 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 or Image or... That type of thing. Yeah, but you know what? I picked up some of the books from Aftershock Comics. The one Joe Pruitt Aftershock started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, even that Once Our Land from uh, I think a Scout Comics just came out. Right, it's huge. Uh, you know the the Norman book from Titan Comics is putting out good stuff. So for uh, my listeners out there, I mean, like I said before, you know DC and Marvel are you know they are your big boys and everything, right. but at the same time. For the for the independent um, company, for the little guys, man, they put out good work. Yeah. They put out good stories. Yep. And, you know, and sometimes people don't pay attention. Like like you say, people they're not going to read something they don't know. Right. You know, but give it a leap of faith, man. Go check one out. Oh yeah, just one, just one a month. Yeah, you one a month. List. Yeah, I mean, I know I do because I'm Sagi Ojibwa. If you're not picking that book up, you you you're not. And I'm and I'm just pretty blunt. You're not a comic book fan. Right. Because everybody thinks about a samurai rabbit. I mean, that dude is that's storytelling extraordinaire. But they just use a rabbit. Yeah, that's and it. even his lettering. I mean, he's won awards for lettering. You, you know, know what, what book I picked up from Dark Horse Lady was Lady Killers. Lady Killers. Yeah, that's volume two in it. Volume yeah. two, yeah. I picked it up the first time it came out. Because, I mean, lately, um, most of the books I'm reading are mostly of the um, female protagonists. Okay. I mean, I was, it's really, I mean, I, I enjoy it. I mean, yeah. You know, so far, I mean, that's what I've been reading. So, try them out, though. That's all I would tell you. You know, try them out. Like, uh, I mean, even though I love uh, Matt Wagner's doing a shadow book. Oh, yeah. And if you haven't, I mean, you know, Shadow's one of my favorite characters. But the Shadow uh, started as a radio show, right? It's radio and Pulp. Pulp. pulp, pulp, pulp. I mean, like Flash Gordon. You know, I love Flash Dude. Dude, I fight dude, dude, I was watching Flash go another day, man. I've seen that movie like 3,000 times. Yo, my girlfriend's daughter, man, watched Flash Gordon for the first time. And I said, why are you watching Flash Gordon? I like it. That's yeah, one of my favorite movie. movies. I said, great. I like, oh, why? It's great. So, it's uh, the color. It's the color. Okay. But, but that movie, that movie, the visuals, man, yeah. of it, it, it was, it was so much. all oh, models. Yeah. And for, you, for you, uh, the fans that don't know... Um, they're bringing out Warship Ajax as a model. Chronicle right. Collectibles is bringing that out. Really? You gotta have one. Joe, yo, okay. But you know what? The soundtrack was hot, too. I ain't oh, gonna sit down. Queen, yeah, yeah, it was hot. So I think this summer, we went to Knoxville, and my girlfriend and daughter, um, Sam J. Jones, was there. Yeah. We had took a picture with the guy, man. Yeah, you saw my, I have all the Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, wow, man. So... Like I said, guys, if you like comic books, man, you really a comic book a, a fan 
or you just like the story, man, just pick up a comic book. It don't have to be DC, Marvel, Image. It could be anything, you know. Right. You know, if you're a fan of the jump, I mean, the book. Pick, pick it up. And that's what we, that's what they did in the eighties. Right. People tried new stuff. Um, you know, people tried books that that. You know, that's what it, I mean, they were cheaper, of course. Right. Yeah, I remember books were cheaper back then, man. Not the 4 or $5 you had to spend these days. Well, right. it's you, crazy. Right. But I think, I think the Turtles was a turtles was a dollar something to begin with. I know Fish Police was like 75 cents. But there was a ton of, um, God, man, so many great independents. book called Red Fox. You know, a lot of service type, you know, sword and sorcery books. Uh, Grips from Tim Viggle. Is like if you ever want to read a book that's Wolverine right. without any type of restrictions, it was Grips. Um, um, what else, man? So, that, that was Silver Wolf Comics. Oh, okay. And uh, they had, they had a book called Fat Ninja. <laughs> Fat the, Ninja. It was Deep Dungeoneers, but that's where Tim Viggle got his start. Oh, okay. And uh, you know, he went on to do some books for them. Um, I mean, the eight, the eight, that's why I've never heard of Pod Show in the 80s, Black and White Boom would be huge. Because I'm telling you, it was so many great books. And these are books you can literally go on mycomicshop.com, milehighcomics.com, and get them for, for, for 50 cents, 30 cents, 60 cents. And, uh, you know, literally, I mean, uh, uh, what do we think? Well, uh, I mean, there's it's so many. I mean, the first public, first. <coughs> Comics has so many, you know, Apple Comics, Vietnam Journal, Don Lomax. It was like the Nam, the Marvel Nam book, without the without the comic code. Ah. And they gave you a real good look at what because he was there. I think he really was in the middle. So without the comic code with the eighth, yeah, I didn't talk yeah, about it. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, Apple Comics had a lot of books, and uh, matter of fact, Fish Police went went from Fish Fish Rat Productions over to matter of fact, Fish Police got big. They had a cartoon. Marvel bought them for a second. Okay. And it was like, they thought it was going to be the next Turtles. And something happened. I can't remember what happened. If you never read Crossfire, I think Crossfire was first comics. Maybe not first, maybe not first comics, but Eclipse. Eclipse had a lot of great books. Grimjack, you know, John Sable, that was Mike Grell. Uh, Tim Truman Scout, first Native American you know, in the, I guess independent. Independent. I mean, you know, uh, post the pop. I mean, you're talking about books that, you know, uh, DNA agents was unbelievable, man. So there was a lot of things oh, out there, man. <laughs> There's a book I can't think of the name of. It. Maybe I'll I'll uh, email it to you. And I swear to God, this is where old boy got the the idea for Serenity, and it came out in the '80s. You told me about that. I can't think of the name of it. You told me about that. And it's literally just, I mean, exactly the same. Maybe he probably got the inspiration from that. Right. You know, he is a comic book reader, though. Right. I mean, Josh is so, a comic book reader. Uh, I mean, it's just so many. I mean, a lot of these guys cut their teeth. They cut their teeth. And, and you know, Galacy, one of my closest friends, you know, he, he was, you know, Erie Magazine. You know, he did a lot. You know, before, you know, he did a lot of those stuff. Like, that's that's where you really want to read some good stuff is go look up the old school anthologies. A lot right. of old black and white Marvel magazines. Right. Some of the best stories you'll still have. Um, what's this guy named? Um, his Corbin. He uh, Rich Corbin. Oh yeah. Looks right there from him. Yeah, I like his he did style. Din and he does a lot of supernatural stuff. Uh, he, he yeah. He did, uh, Rick Corbin is always you know he he did a lot of the. Um, 
what's that? Uh, they had a, a, a color anthology from uh, <clears throat> Tales of Terror was one of them. Now, I, last book I really read that I mean that his art style was in was the Luke Cage Max series. Yeah, Luke Cage. He did Banner. Oh, uh, Banner. Marvel, but before that, he did. He was known for Den and. Uh, Son of Mutant World, I think, was one of the books. Uh, you know, yeah, you might have to email some of the uh, titles because I yeah. really, really, want, I really want to check them out. Uh, you take it with you, I'm right there behind you. Oh, don't get up! You have a seat. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was gonna say he's yeah. with uh, Fanagor Press. Oh, okay. And uh, Fanagor Press was that came out, and they were kind of uh, a ripoff. Press was another one, and um, they got their roots from. The, the the this kind of the psychedelic scene back you know and like rip off comics and that zap comics uh, that type of stuff but I mean I came up reading everything man uh, another great book it's kind of perverted but it's called Omaha, Omaha. it's about cats okay but they have dude you don't want to talk about anything about perverted I just went to see Sausage Party yesterday okay, well, hey, that's man. perverted man but you're talking about great stories man and, and so yeah Independence man have have kind of been the stepchild for a long time, but they paved the way for your image without them. Right. You know, I mean, think about if if this company, when they had that Megaton, Megaton Christmas special, or Christmas explosion is when Youngblood appeared. Imagine if this company would have held on to these guys right. and published those books. They would have been image. Right. You know, so, um, you know, there's a ton of, Read Independence, man. That's all I can tell you. Okay. Read them. I mean, they're they're unbelievable, um, and they're, and they're just great. They're just great books. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I totally agree, man. Cause I read Independence. Yeah, I got another thing. Have you yo? Did you hear the news about um, the? D, I didn't tell you about the DC employee, the disgruntled employee, talking about how DC and Warner Brothers are really screwing things up. I didn't read that. Man, it's ridiculous, man. It's it's crazy. Because it's talking about Zack Snyder, which I don't see why in the hell. Man, I guess it's my opinion. Right. Why in the world you have Zack Snyder be the creative control of most of some of the movies? But now uh, he's not that anymore. I think of right. Jeff Johns now. Right. Which right. is not a bad choice. That, yeah. Not a bad choice. The man wrote for DC Comics for some, what, 10, 15 years now? Right. A, a while. I, I guess I just still can't believe people get surprised. Like, comics have never gone the way they should be able to go since no. probably the 40s or 50s. No, or not really. Um, I think that uh, it's all about the dollar, man. It is about the dollar, but, you know, with with Snyder, I mean, nothing. You know, what Marvel so far, I mean, their record as as far as the movie goes have not, they really have any bombs. Marvel or Disney, I mean. Yeah. You know, it's probably the, the only, probably two movies that's really didn't make that much money was probably Incredible Hulk. Um, they, good. It's, it's, it did good. Right. It did better than Ang Lee. Right. And Captain America, um, the first Avenger. It's, it was good. It did pretty good. But, I mean, it was Captain America the first time they, right. in a long time they had put him on the screen. Right. Since that got off. See, I, loved, I loved all their movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. The first one in the 60s. That yeah. Could, yeah. I mean, but, that, but then again, that might have been okay. So yeah. That's for that time period, period yeah. Um, I, I just think the DC. DC owns the, the animated aspect of comic book movies. And Marvel I totally live agree. Action. Live action. So, I totally agree, man. I wish they get Bruce Tim back. Uh, well, I mean, I, I love DC um, animation the, um, the, um, movies, man. I haven't seen The Killing Joke yet, but I mean, like I said, Marvel and the DC DC have a long way to come catch up as far yeah. as the I mean the movie goes. I mean, really, 
you, you got to make the people relate to the characters. And I just think that, you know, uh, the Batman trilogy wasn't bad. Oh, with Nolan, uh, Christopher yeah. Nolan? Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I mean, uh, but that's the thing. Once that was done, then they said, oh, we're going to do Man of Steel, but we're not going to use Christian Bell Batman. Yeah. And then they went to get Ben Affleck, and they want to create this yeah. new thing. And you know what? Marvel Studios, Disney, made this shared universe, and everybody wanted to use the same formula, but it doesn't work for everything. Right. You know, I mean, it, it could work for DC Cinematic Universe, whatever, DCEU they call it. Right. But they got to get it together, man. I, I went to see Suicide Squad, like I said. I haven't seen that yet. It, it, was, it was fun to watch. I mean, it's, it, to me personally, it's better than Batman vs. Superman. I didn't see that yet. Yeah, I, I saw Batman vs. Superman, at, and I saw the Ultimate Edition. It still didn't make any damn bit right. sense. I right. mean, 30 minutes of, of extra stuff, it was a total of three hours. I just sometimes feel like with, with all the advances we have in, 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 in computer animation we've forgotten the storytelling because I remember the first Supermans yeah I like Christopher yeah, Reeves Superman I, mean, I never I never knew you could put Richard Pryor and Superman in the same movie and they work yeah you know that'd be like you know imagine if you put Chris Tucker or Kevin Hart in a Superman movie you know but they worked you it know? worked and it they, worked they made it work and uh, so I mean I think the thing is just that you know only way you're going to affect change is, is, is hidden pockets right enough people complain if enough people can, you know, kind of tell these people what we want to see, it, it'll happen. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of funny because I was telling you the other day, I was read, I was looking online, and this big brothers was and from the UK, went to see Suicide Squad, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and the trailer showed joke, some Joker scenes at the San Diego Comic Con, so they went to the movie, they never seen, that. the scenes wasn't there. Right. So they said he's suing them because it was false advertising. Well, that's, that's stupid. stupid. Yeah, that's stupid yeah. to me. I mean, come on, guys. You're going to go ahead. You know they're not going to show each scene that they showed in San Diego Comic Con in the movie because you're going to have to have it on the cutting floor All to right. make room for the Blu-ray and DVD. They want to waste their money and try to make that lawsuit work. Oh man, it's not going to happen, man. I mean, yeah, they yeah. could accept the they could accept the suit. The yeah. suit. I mean, yeah, they could sue all they want, but it's it's not going anywhere. All right. Yeah, I just want to know because that works. The whole lot of companies I want to sue for things that can go right in my life. Hell, me too, right? <laughs> this is crazy. So, Chris, you know, man, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure Stay talking here, to you, man. You know, this is my first time to get you on my podcast. Hope yeah. won't be the last time. No, 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 never that. So the last time. So, guys, this is Amos for just being Amos. This is Chris from Arena Comics. Yes, sir. So, Chris, I know I always, when I in, exit my podcast, you know, I always ask for you with your social media outlets and stuff like that, how people could contact you. Um, yeah, I'm on Facebook, uh, Official Arena Comics. Um, you know, what else? Uh, my, my personal is just, you know, Christopher J. Walker. But, yeah, I'll definitely give you Jay Walker, huh? Yeah, man. I'll give you the information. You can put it up. All right, cool. But, yeah, Arena Comics, is just look us up. Great, great. And for me, guys, you could reach me always on my Instagram account, my Twitter account, just being Amos. So and coming nice. soon is I <laughs> don't man can you say that coming soon is I'm gonna have a, uh, my e- not my email but my website coming up pretty soon. It's under construction, but I'm gonna get it out there. It's gonna be justbeingamos.com. There's gonna be a lot of things that I talk about in my podcast, more stuff, upcoming events, and stuff like that. So this is it. I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. Peace.
Ian Amos.